Hey, peace, everybody. Welcome back to Regime Radio. My name is Bash, if you don't already know, and you're listening to a young black Muslima. This is a community of blossoming humans in which sometimes I do answer questions to make you think about your potential to make change, but that's totally up to you. My answers are based off my experience and knowledge of self and understanding of my way of life, which is Islam. Believe me when I say I want for you what I want for myself. Today's 53rd episode is all about African Islamic scholarship. So let me be 100 with you. I am really tired of people degrading and demeaning African Islamic scholarship. If you are a Muslim and you feel entitled to your faith based off of your race, whether that be any anyone, anyone, whether you're African, okay, whether you're Arab, whether you are Asian, wh- whoever you are, I think that once you realize that Arabic is a Afro-Semitic language and you know the history of the Prophet Muhammad coming to the Arabs first because those are his people teaching them about Islam and they kind of just was like, no, we're not going to accept this. He came to the Africans which considerably, like, African, they don't mean African, like, okay, North Africa. They're talking about, like, like West Africa, East Africa, when, you know, it's being explained. That means that people who are coming from that area, they can be in the North, you know, they can be there in that area, but that doesn't mean that they're from there. So, like, the North Africa region is divided in a, as a whole and collective, and some of them are, you know however they view this they are honestly just combining themselves with the Middle East like it is the same thing and it's not we have to understand that when you're talking about being predominantly North African you're talking about being like mixed with West African like lineage but when you're talking about being predominantly Middle Eastern mixed with European lineage more so because today the Middle East today is not what it was. Actually, there was no Middle East before. So when we go into African Islamic scholarship, it's important that we have an open mind and that we are aware that there are things that we do not know anything about. There are things that we do not understand and that we should just ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us understanding. And I think that that is way more humbling than a person wanting to be entitled to a faith. Just understanding that someone is a lot more educated and well-versed in something more than you. Understanding that you have to humble yourself and accept that person to teach you. And understanding that somebody may be more pious than you and may be in a space and angelic and have an angelic nature. Now, whether that's a man or a woman, because I know that the hadith about the Prophet ﷺ talking about how women are closer to their angelic nature than men. You know, maybe women see a side of men that is angelic. But moving on, African Islamic scholarship is something that can be disregarded and degraded because of the people it's coming from. And like I said before, you should not be entitled to a faith because of the color of your skin or because of your lineage. Now, if we go further back 
and really do our research, we will discover that there are a lot of things that we have been missing from the timeline in history. And until we're able to really understand that timeline, translate that timeline effectively, not in a sense of you wanting it to be something that it isn't. Translating things in contextual value can be the end of your scholarly career. If you do not understand something in its entirety, because let's be really clear when it comes to everything in its, you know, encompassed, engulfed world. Everything is happening around us. Everything has happened around us that we do not know which space and time things could have changed when we weren't in existence. But now, you young generation, our generation, because I'm young, but sometimes I feel like an old soul, we have the ability with the internet and the age of information to receive different things. So can you imagine having access to people's IP addresses, to people's phones, to individuals' lifestyle, feeding them the opposite of what they should be focusing on, or feeding them a lie, a farce, a facade, feeding them something that can potentially shake their whole foundation. Now, I know that this sounds like I'm being extra, but I'm really trying to get to the simple point of if we are Muslims and we are mutmin, 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 you have to understand something. Believers, whether the color of your skin or your ancestral tradition, I respect you, you respect me, we all want the same for each other, brother and sister, because of the sake of Allah. Because you are my brother, because you are my sister, no matter where you come from. But when you feel as though you're entitled to that, or the person that is speaking is irrelevant, or what they're saying is not intact or irrelevant, because you have sources that have flawed the Islamic jurisprudence. And I know I'm not a scholar. I'm not. What I am is an eloquent woman that wants to understand Why have we put a damper on our brains and let other people decide for us what we feel is truth and false? When we have a brain of our own to do the research, but do we? Do we take the time to do the research or do we watch an audio YouTube video? Or do we put ourselves in a position in which someone is reading to us? Someone is translating for us. We're not learning other languages. We're not becoming more aware. So I just want to be clear about what I'm trying to do here. I want to get you to thinking, what is it that I have led my life with a leading story? Was it the story of all of these people besides my own? All of my people, I mean all of them. Whether you are Arab and you have African descent, whether you are European and have sub-Saharan 
African descent, which is in West Africa, above Kenya, and somewhere across all the way to Morocco. The Sub-Saharan is very wide, and that's the thing people don't understand. They think because it's desert, it's just in North Africa. Well, that is in East Africa, in West Africa, in North Africa. Check the maps, because maybe you didn't know. But going forward, we have to understand what that means. If everyone originally came because of their H, their L1 haplogroup, ancient haplogroup that trickles down the line all the way to Mother Africa. Now, going forward, I think we just need to understand that there can be someone who doesn't look like you that doesn't know the truth or that doesn't teach the truth because they are not educated just because they look like you doesn't mean they are educated i have to you know take that on board when i'm looking at my people today who step up on these big stages rap their songs and they have no substance no value for the youth to be able to grow into an efficient engineering mind that wants to find the history and lineage of themselves and their people. So I'm doing that. And I want you to inquire the same. So today is the day that I will no longer be ashamed of bringing up African Islamic scholarship when someone is speaking to me about Islamic scholarship. Because in the beginning, there is no race, there is no culture or tribe. It is not Quraysh Islamic scholarship, Arab Islamic scholarship, or even Asian Islamic scholarship. And the one we discussed today, African Islamic scholarship. The reason why these things exist and we have to break apart from the body is because the body is harming itself. If my limbs tell me I need protein, or my limbs tell me I may need vegetables, and my brain is like, you need to take on board sweets and carbs because it tastes good and you like the way it tastes, but now my limbs are suffering. What does that mean? That means the body is not listening. The brain is not listening to the body. The heart is not connected to the brain. The heart is now suffering because you are oppressing yourself. Do you understand? So I hope this is something we can take on board and we can actually open our minds to understanding. We are a growing people. We have to put aside our jealousy, our fear of not understanding, and our ego of being wrong. So that we are able to come together as an ummah, as a body, and be a part of society as but a helpmate, as a wife is to her husband. So thank you guys for listening today. I am starting to really explore who I am and that is speaking 
with addiction that is, you know, studying Paul Robeson, studying Lakes and Hughes, and really coming from my heart and every vibration of my being and speaking to you. Before, it was just me being relatable and you getting to know me as my girlfriend or guy friend or not like in that way, but a friend that is a girl and a friend that is a guy. So I hope that you enjoyed this 53rd episode today because I will be doing a lot more like this and I just want you to understand and embody your worth. Peace, love, and life.